Welcome back to the OWA Talks podcast. I am your co-host, Stephanie, here with my co-host, Sandra. And for this month, our guest is Dr. Vidisha Rudra, who is the Senior Managing Director for Essilor Transitions. Welcome, Vidisha. Thank you. So starting off, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your background and experiences so we can get to know you better. All right. So I am originally from India. I grew up in India in a middle-class family. Uh, Dad worked for the Ministry of Finance and my mom was a homemaker. Education was a pivotal role in our life, in my sister and my life. And it was the building block for our personality and ambitions in life. Um, after I finished my master's in economics from the Delhi School of Economics, I applied for a PhD program uh, to come to US. And I got a scholarship at the University of Georgia. Yay, Bulldog fan. So I came here, uh, got my PhD and then worked in the banking industry for a few years. And then I was approached by Essilor to join the company to start up their market analytics division. After about seven years in the role, uh, our then CMO, and CEO, Carl Bracey and John Carrier, uh, they offered me an opportunity, opportunity to move to Singapore on an expat program to be a part of the corporate uh, strategy team, the global strategy team. I worked there for a few years, for a couple of years, uh, helping building roadmaps for growth, implementing best practices from US uh, for our subsidiaries in Asia. And I did that for a couple of years, very rewarding experience. And I came back, um, led channel marketing. Uh, and then um, I was uh, offered a role in sales uh, by the president of the, of the business unit I was supporting. And I remember when Bob Colucci, the president of IDD division, he offered me the sales role. I was very unsure. I asked him that, do you think I'm the right candidate for a male-dominated sales organization. And he probably said, I have no doubts, Vidisha, you will excel in that role. So a big thanks to him for believing in me when I was second-guessing myself. Uh, I spent two years in that role, and then I was offered to lead the commercial sales of one of our premium brands, Transitions. Um, I would lead the sales of Transitions through the business, all of the business networks at Essilor. And that's where I am right now. I've been very fortunate to have mentors in my life who have invested in me, who have given me guidance at critical points in my career, at crossroads when I needed to make a decision to grow both professionally and personally. Thank you for sharing a little bit about how you got to where you are today. What, what got you involved with the OWA and why do you think it's such an important organization for women in our industry? So I have been a member of OWA for seven to eight years through a company corporate sponsorship. Uh, our company is the platinum sponsor for OWA. And roughly about five years ago, when I was nominated to lead the SLR Women's Network, a dear friend, colleague, and a mentor of mine, the current president of OWA, Deb Balkan, she approached me to take on an active role at OWA. 
And I wonder now why it didn't come to me naturally. And that's why I keep emphasizing on the importance of having mentors in our lives who have a strong drive to pay it forward to others by providing opportunities, guidance to make us a better person, both professionally and personally. I have thoroughly enjoyed my time at OWA and I look forward to more engagement and more giving back to the other um, members of OWA, just like you know, Deb helped me um, get into OWA and take a stronger role. Uh, you know, OWA, as you know, you know, it helps women from diverse companies, backgrounds, departments, at all levels of the career to find connection and support. To me, OWA is almost like a community, a safe place for women to share their experiences and be supported by peers and mentors. And during the recent times when COVID has made things worse, more for women, you know, we have seen, uh, you know, even statistics show that female employees have left workplace four times more than the men. And, and they have struggled and been frustrated with their career. So it has become more, it has become more important for than ever before to get involved with OWA because it's a forum for us to connect, network, and learn from the women in the industry to make ourselves stronger, both professionally and personally. So great place for us to grow and keep growing. So the past couple of years have changed in terms of how we work, how we live, and our expectations of how to work with others. What do you see are key skills needed for leaders to be successful in the workplace? To be effective in today's world, especially post-COVID, I feel that a leader has to be skilled at including and drawing out contributions from not only their employees, but also from customers. They have to always be curious and in a learning mode. And this learning requires humility. So if you want to be better for your people, you have to lean into humility as a leader because humility also has other benefits like developing better listening skills and higher levels of compassion. So humility is the ability to see ourselves as we are. And as a leader, you not only need to recognize your strengths and successes, but you also need to understand your weaknesses and limitations. And that is very important for us to be successful in the work. You just shared with us about soft skills and how they're essential. Can you help us better understand what soft skills are and why they're crucial in the workplace today? Sure. So think of soft skills as behaviors, personality traits or work habits, such as collaboration, the art of critical thinking, perseverance, communication. These kind of traits help us thrive at workplace. Having these soft skills are critical because they help improve our decision-making ability because leaders have to be you know, very attuned to their uh, ability to listen carefully and effectively. An excellent communication channel is needed to be efficient at work. 
And this communication should not just be within the team, but also within different departments with, between customers and employees at all levels of the organization so that there is an alignment in goal, in the common goal and, and the path to success. So while listening and communicating are essential to lead a workplace, empathizing with the challenges that are faced by team members is equally important. Employees feel more empowered to speak their thoughts and prov provide honest feedback to the organization if the leaders encourage empathy in the workplace, because that leads to a very supportive and positive working environment. And these in insights are valuable for streamlining processes and uncovering any kind of operation in efficiency that may be existing. As we emerge from this pandemic, what are you seeing as opportunities for people as they transition back into the workplace? I feel like, you know, as we transition back into the workplace, um, employees have to invest in developing uh, strong communication skills, right? Now, these soft skills are not replacements for hard skills, but they're definitely needed in the new normal. Developing employees' soft skills is the way to efficiently improve the workplace and retain great talent in the organizations. Through an, uh, an effective communication and collaboration, employees and customers can match the right solutions for themselves and make it a win-win strategy. So the hybrid workplace that has become very popular post-COVID has shown that you know half more than half of workers prefer a hybrid model, meaning a mix of working from the office and working from home, because this flexibility allows for uh, of timing allows for you know um, more um, women to remain in the workforce while balancing home and work life. True flexibility in a hybrid model must go beyond location to include the different preferences and needs of an increasingly diverse employee workforce. It demands a sharp focus on the reasons people have been leaving jobs. Often sometimes people leave jobs without a job offer in hand because to them work-life balance and flexibility is very critical. And also employees these days are earning for a great greater sense of belonging and a feeling of being appreciated. So finding that sweet spot between the hybrid work environment and strong inclusion can make an organization a highly attractive place to work. So it requires leaders at all levels of the organization to listen, to coach, and to think of flexibility, not as the end point, but as a set of evolving expectations with constant adjustments, perhaps down to the level of individual contributors. Effective communication, empathy, and inclusivity is very critical in helping to ensure that the employees remain motivated, excited about their career growth, 
and also to be able to see a future in their organization. Would you be willing to share your personal story on how you found leveraging your soft skills has helped you create a positive and collaborative working environment? Absolutely. So in my last role, when you know it was my first time experiencing a sales uh, leadership position, and I had stepped into big shoes left by a male Caucasian seasoned sales leader. And there was a promotion we were about to launch and I needed a buy-in from one of a very important customer. The customer at that point was not too convinced about the benefits of the promotion. And so we did not know whether they're going to um, collaborate, be a partner in uh, launching that promotion. So what I did was I focused on building a rapport and gaining trust from that customer. It was very important for me at that point to understand my customer's perspective. So instead of you know, just kind of talking and trying to influence them, my first attempt was to listen, listen actively and effectively. So instead of dictating the terms, I was flexible. And I reached out and asked for their views and tailored the terms of the promotion to their customized needs. And then I remember in one of the meetings, the head of operations told me that, hey, thank you for asking what we want to do and listening to us and being flexible enough to adapt to us. And, and they agreed to join a promotion. It was a big win-win strategy for both of us and both the companies benefited from the promotion. So again, so it is very important for us to have the vision to break out of the norm and be in a more collaborative mode. That will help drive stronger partnership and create impressive change going forward. I think listening skills are so important and I interact with so many people that could really use, you know, working on their listening skills. So that's an excellent uh, advice to really work on those. Do you have any tips or suggestions on how someone might go about enhancing their toolbox of soft skills? Yeah, first, first and foremost, get a mentor, someone you respect and trust and whose leadership style you relate to and ask them for a trips. And, you know, at OWA, actually, we host several workshops and that is probably a great platform for us to, um, you know, to lean on, lean into some of those uh, professional, um, you know, webinars we offer, and you you, you discuss with our um, internally with the co with the other members in the um, at, at OWA, and in fact, uh, this is because I am also the co-chair for the membership uh, committee. I'm going to talk to um, our team. Maybe we should host some um, workshops on how to develop soft skills because increasingly that is very, very critical for us to, um, you know, to hone our soft skills and, and be more productive. And, and of course there are like, you know, plenty of resources online to study and incorporate uh, several, you know, um, webinars available online. Just, I would encourage our uh, listeners, our members to um, go online and look for uh, small soft, um, you know, 
articles, short articles on uh, how to develop soft skills in today's uh, corporate world. So I, I like the, the different, um, different ideas as to how people can enhance their skills. Another thing that is happening in workplaces today is that they're striving to become more inclusive and help everyone feel like they belong in their environment. Have you seen any programs or resources that have helped organizations further develop this type of environment? Uh, organizations commonly leverage uh, employee resource groups, which are also kind of called affinity groups or business resource groups or employee networks. They help drive diversity and inclusion in the workplace. Um, for many organizations, including ours, SLL Exotica, uh, we do have several employee resource groups and they have evolved from the primary intent to provide a forum in which you know, members of an organization who share common interests, issues, or concerns, they meet to address those issues. And now they have evolved to you know, multifaceted benefits that impact an organization's strategy, uh, the diversity and inclusion efforts in recruitment and retention. In the and in, in mentoring, leadership development, and uh, you know that has um, led to greater customer relationships, um, greater talent, you know, attracting new talent, and also a high return on investment. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. As we kind of wrap up, we always ask our guests to give us kind of one last piece of advice for our listeners to take away. You know, my motto is simple. Treating people right. Treating people right just the way you want others to treat you. Thank you. Short and to the point. I love it. It's great advice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you coming to talk to us. Uh, it was really interesting hearing your thoughts on soft skills and what we could do to improve them. Thank you. It was my pleasure and an honor to be a part of this uh, discussion today. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you all in our next episode.